At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey, this is episode number 74 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look Get some softcore crimes. I'm your boy Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet with a tale about a little dude who is big trouble. It's gonna be cute. Yeah, it's gonna be cute. Let me just point out the elephant in the room here. I am suffering from a cold. Don't worry. It's very basic stuff, no big deal. But that is why my voice is a little raspier. I sound a little sexier than usual. And for that, I apologize. But hey, Don't be sending me any messages saying, oh, your energy seemed down, you know. I love it when people care about me, but really, it's not that deep. Just a cold, okay? And the show must go on. I got a lot of people, got a lot of investors counting on me to put this out, okay, guys? So, the show must go on. Oh, and just a friendly reminder to everyone that the show's two-year anniversary special is approaching very fast. I will be recording it in about five days, so shoot me a message soon if you got one, and I'll answer it on the air. Very exciting, I know. Now I'm going to read you all another review I just received. You guys keep coming up with interesting ones. Sometimes they catch me off guard, and I love it. Uh, This is a five-star insult from a dude or dudette named Pickly Poo. They say, dependable. I don't really like your podcast, but at least you show up every week. Kind of like Meatloaf Wednesday. It's not going to be good, but you know what to expect. (laughs) Ah, so true. Got to admit, my initial reaction was to get offended, but then I thought, hey, if I saw this written about any other podcast, I would laugh. So I did, and I moved on with my day. I might finally be getting some thicker skin here. Feels nice. Feels nice. Thanks for the review, Pickly Poo. Great name, by the way. Really suits you. Let's get a little person joke in here before we move on with the show, shall we? This is a long one, so buckle in. So a dwarf with a lisp goes to visit a horse farm. I'd like to buy a horse, he says to the owner of the farm. What sort of horse, said the owner. A female horse, the dwarf replies. So the owner shows him a lovely mare. Nice horse, says the dwarf. Can I see her eyes? Sure, 
The owner picks up the dwarf and holds him to show him the horse's eyes. Nice eyes, says the dwarf. Can I see your teeth? Again, the owner picks up the dwarf to show him the horse's teeth. Very nice teeth. Can I see your ears? The dwarf says. By now, the owner is getting a little fed up, but doesn't want to risk spoiling the sale. So again, he picks up the dwarf to show him the horse's ears. Nice ears, he says. Now, can I see her twat? He says. With this, the owner shrugs and picks the dwarf up by the scruff of his neck and shoves his head deep in just under the horse's tail, right into her vag. He holds him there for a few seconds, really letting him get in there before finally pulling him out and putting him down. The dwarf, wide-eyed and in shock, says, Perhaps I should rephrase that question. Can I see her one around? Alright everybody, hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. And don't worry my friends, I promise to get you back home shortly. Episode number 74, The Pint-Sized Pest. I love me some little people. It's a goal of mine to be friends with one someday. Any adults listening to this that are under 4 foot 6, shoot me a message, would you? I'd love to get to know you better. I'm sure you have some stories to tell. There's only one miniature man in my town that I know of. He works at the grocery store by my house. He's probably 30 years old, and I'd be shocked if he was 4 feet tall, with heels on. I always find myself smiling at him, but we never said more than one word to each other. Just a quick hello. I don't know how to approach him. I feel like he's going to be creeped out if I just ask him to be friends. And who am I kidding? I don't really have time to be making new friends. So I just admire him from afar. A few months ago, something happened that probably ruined my chances of taking our non-existent friendship to the next level. I was grabbing some snacks with my youngest boy, Lando. He's a wild child, and at five years of age, unpredictable. No filter on this guy. He spots my miniature buddy and immediately points at him and blurts out, Dad, that guy's so tiny. I didn't know what to do in that moment. I was in shock. I said, not cool, Lando. Then apologized to the little dude, saying my son's only five. He didn't mean to be rude. And he's also a huge Austin Powers fan. He just gave us a dirty look and waddled away in a huff. Damn, probably shouldn't have mentioned the Austin Powers thing. It's true, though. My kids love them some mini-me. They think he's hilarious, and that's probably why my boy was so excited. Oh, well, that dwarf seems too grumpy for me anyway. I'd rather be friends with one that's happy, bashful, dopey, or sneezy. The dwarf we're about to get to know today isn't sneezy, but he's certainly sleazy. Okay, 
Our story today takes place in Newcastle upon Tyne, or simply Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, let's stick with Newcastle. Newcastle is a university city in northeast England with a population of a little over 300,000 people. The overall crime rate in Newcastle, at least in 2021, was 111 crimes per 1,000 people. Yikes. Like most cities, Newcastle has some nice areas full of pubs, clubs, theaters, and galleries. Then there are some of the rougher parts, where you got abandoned houses with smashed windows. Poorer areas, which tend to be more crime-ridden. That's where we're headed. It's actually a residential suburb of Newcastle called Walker. Walker has a population of 11,000 people, give or take a few. That's where our wee little man, Lee Calder, likes to hang out. This is where he leaves his little footprints. Lee is 22 years old. At least he was back in 2008, where our story begins, and he stands at 3 feet 11 inches tall, just shy of 4 feet. And you know that's got to bother him. Most guys like to add a couple inches. Not sure why he didn't just say he was 4 feet, or maybe he already added a couple inches, and he's really 3 foot 9. Either way, it doesn't matter. Before we move ahead, I just want to address something. Midget. That's a word that used to get thrown around quite often. And I'm trying my best to resist that urge to say it. I was unaware of its offensiveness, at least until now. I took this snippet straight from the lpaonline.org website. LPA is Little People of America. Yeah, this story is British, but I'm sure the same rules apply. They say, quote, Little People of America, the world's oldest and largest dwarfism support organization and an international membership-based organization for people with dwarfism and their families, well, that's a mouthful, advocates to abolish the use of the word midget. The word midget was never coined as the official term to identify people with dwarfism but was created as a label used to refer to people of short stature who were on public display for curiosity and sport. Today, the word midget is considered a derogatory slur. The dwarfism community has voiced that they prefer to be referred to as dwarfs, little people, people of short stature, or having dwarfism, or simply, and most preferably, by their given name. End quote. So there you have it, folks. A little food for thought. As goofy as this show is, I like to keep you all informed when I can. Going forward, I will refrain from using the M word, because I'm a man of the people, especially the little ones. I'm sure Lee would also take offense to me calling him little dude so many times, but hey, Pobody's nerfect. Okay, the date is May 2nd, 2008. It's a Friday afternoon. Little Lee is out and about and up to no good. He's a scrappy young man, literally. He actually finds scrap metal in abandoned homes, and him and some of the local hooligans, gang members mostly, sell the metal and copper at local scrapyards and split the profits. It's how Lee makes extra money. And he's out with a scumbag buddy at one of these houses, and this place is a gold mine. And he's picking through the home and passing various metals out to his pal. These local gang members, they use Lee and his specific set of skills to get in these places. And because of his short stature, he can get in these really tiny areas no one else can. Well, except for maybe some cats and small children. This house, for example, Lee squeezed through a busted out panel on the bottom left-hand side of the door. It's crazy how small it is. The problem with Lee is, he's not that subtle. He doesn't really give a shit if people hear him. I mean, he'd rather not get caught, obviously, but he's not afraid. And if a situation gets hairy... He's quick and can elude police most of the time. Today, though, 
He's already had a couple of drinks, and he's clanging around this vacant property like a bull in a china shop. A security guard hears these metal movers, moving metal, and decides to investigate. It's at this point that Lee's buddy takes off, abandoning him in the abandoned house. No honor among thieves, am I right? What happens next? Well, let's get the description from prosecutor Fiona Varley, because she explained it so well in court. She starts things off talking about the security guard, who knew something was up in this old empty house, but was hesitant to enter. Quote, He contacted the police and returned to the property and could still hear the noises inside and the sound of metal being moved. The security guard saw a broken panel on the bottom of the front door. Officers attended and they could see tiles falling from the roof and a head poking out of a hole. While the police constable was liaising with the security guard, a male, now known to be Lee Calder, poked his head through a broken panel in the door. The defendant helped himself through the hole and was arrested. There were several pieces of metal around the area. Wow, what a crazy scene to stumble upon. Fiona goes on to say, He was very drunk and said if the police hadn't arrived, he would have stolen the copper. When asked about the scrap metal lying around the house, he said he couldn't remember anything about it, but he said he would probably would have stolen that too. End quote. The funny thing about this crime was the timing. It happened just a day after Lee was in court for a similar crime. He was let off easy on that one, but this time he'd receive a 12-month community order and was given a curfew of 8 p.m. for the next three months. He wasn't allowed to leave his home between 8 p.m. and 7 a.m., actually, which no doubt, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go to the gym? Go for a run? Read a book? Take a nap? I'd probably take a nap. Yeah, definitely take a nap. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? And therapy can help you find what matters most to you, so you can do more of it. It's also helpful for learning positive coping skills, and it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And who doesn't want that? If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Sounds good, don't it? Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Here's what you gotta do. Visit betterhelp.com slash excuse me today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash excuse me. I gotta tell you about Factor, everybody. Factor is awesome. And they make eating better easy with their delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Do you like to save time? Of course you do. With Factor, every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted and ready to go in just two minutes. There's no prep and no mess. The meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no cooking or cleanup necessary, which is great if you're a person like me who is always on the go. Eating fast food is fun, but let's face it, it's usually greasy and has become quite expensive. We've done the math, the numbers are in, and Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious, so you can feel good about your choices. So what are you waiting for, Illegalites? Head to factormeals.com slash excuse me that's illegal 50 and use code excuse me that's illegal 50 to get 50% off. That's code excuse me that's illegal 50 at factormeals.com slash excuse me that's illegal 50 to get 
20% off. The little dude was unimpressed with. Well, that'll do it for that crime, but don't worry, there's more. After all, Lee is a career criminal. It's basically his job. But before we go further, let's get into Lee's headspace a little. I have some quotes here from interviews with The Independent and The Daily Mail. Quote, People do come to me and ask me to help them on burglaries. And that is because I'm small and can get through holes. But it doesn't mean they are taking advantage of me. Everything I do is my own choice. This is something I have been doing for years. But I always burgle derelict houses for metal that I can sell on as scrap. It is something I have to do because I can't live on the money that I get and can't get a normal job like other people. I do get incapacity benefit, but I have never worked, so I burgle for extra money. I can normally get away with it, and I even shoplifted in the past because no one would suspect me. End quote. Lee's gotten quite the reputation around town. He's known to police, gangs, and, well, just about everyone in the neighborhood. They all have mixed feelings about what he's doing. Lee's known in the media as Britain's shortest thief. And while police seem to think he's public enemy number one, at least one neighbor thinks they got it all wrong about him and that he's actually a good lad. Anonymous neighbor, quote, They've got it all wrong about him. He's hardly public enemy number one. He's a good lad. End quote. (laughs) This is one of the situations where I'm torn. I like Lee. He's feisty, he's funny, he's badass. And taking scrap metal from abandoned homes is theft, obviously, but eh, it could be worse. He's not that bad of a guy as far as criminals go. And he seems pretty sharp, actually. And sure, life is tougher for a little person. We'll give him that. Things don't come as easy. It's a definite disadvantage in a number of circumstances. But it's not the end of the world. He could get an office job, customer service. He could be a teacher. The possibilities are endless. He could even be a podcaster or a YouTuber or a TikToker. I mean, he's got the charisma. He's definitely got some stories and ain't afraid to get his hands dirty. But unfortunately, he seems like he'd rather sit around and feel sorry for himself and play the victim. Take the lazy criminal route. And he's enjoying the little bit of popularity that he's received from being in the paper. Little Lee quote, I've got no ambitions. I just like hanging out with me mates. I've been into Tune, the big market, and all that, and get people coming up to me. They want to shake my hand, and I've even had some drinks bought for me. End quote. A little bit of popularity may be an understatement. The media enjoys a good story, especially with a fun angle like this one. And the story of Lee and his escapades got picked up and received worldwide attention. There were even journalists and photographers parked across the street from Lee's home for a while, trying to catch a glimpse of him. It's a home he shares with his mother and 11-year-old brother. What does mom think of all this? Surely she's an enabler. It's got to partly be her fault, right? Never mind the father who's not in the picture. Let's blame the mom. When asked what she thought of Lee's behavior and career choices, she simply said, quote, I'm disgusted. I think he should be in prison for it, end quote. Wow, okay. That didn't go at all the way I expected. Well, clearly she's not to blame. Besides, Lee is an adult and does make his own decisions. Anywho, where was I? Got sidetracked there for a bit. There was another crime committed, and this was late July 2008, just a few days after he got out of court for the previous crime. This guy just doesn't know when to quit. That's three crimes he's been busted for in quick succession. He should at least lie low for a bit. Pun intended. Till the heat dies down. 
But this guy's a thief. It's kind of his job. So this time, Lee mixes it up. He didn't enter an abandoned home to grab scrap metal. Instead, his target was Newcastle's General Hospital. He gained entry through a broken window. From there, he entered the Conservatory Cafe. He found himself a huge bag of sweets in there. A bag of candy worth at least 300 pounds. Witnesses who saw him holding it at the bus stop said it was nearly twice the size of him. Police were able to catch up with Lee before he could catch the bus. This landed him in court once again. His lawyer, Michael Crow blamed this latest crime on the booze and, of course, his size. Michael Crow quote, He says at the time he was very drunk. He can quite quickly get drunk. And not always does he remember what he has done. He thinks he went to the hospital for treatment, then committed this offense. End quote. Not a bad defense, I suppose, given the circumstances. What else was he supposed to say? Blame this one on bullying and bad influences in his life? He did this one solo. It's a solo project. Not to mention Lee always denies getting bullied. He makes his own choices. I've never had any trouble growing up around here. I know everyone, and everyone knows me. I know all the popular people from school, so no one gives me any bother. Okay. Lee has also been open about having problems with holding his alcohol. I do drink heavily sometimes, usually before I go burgling to give me some courage. Because of my size, it doesn't take much for me to get drunk. End quote. Well, there's one bonus that comes along with being a little person. He saves money on alcohol. Look at Lee having a positive attitude. I knew he had it in him. Remember the punishment Lee received just a few days earlier? The 12-month community order and 3-month curfew? Well, for this offense, they just tacked on another month onto the 8 o'clock curfew, giving him 4 months total. Are we noticing a pattern here yet? It's not Lee's mom, but perhaps the justice system that's enabling him. He needs more than just a slap on the wrist. These punishments, I'm using air quotes here, just aren't doing the trick. The Chronicle Live would call Lee a pint-sized pest, which I thought was brilliant, and use that as the title of this episode. So shout out to the Chronicle Live. Lee, acting like an entitled brat, seemed inconvenienced by the whole thing not realizing how lucky he actually is. Quote, I can't leave the house after 8 o'clock at night or before 7 in the morning. It's annoying because in the summer, all my mates are outside drinking. End quote. Get real, pal. We are going to fast forward a couple years now. I basically thought I had enough for an episode with Lee's earlier escapades, but after Googling his name, I found more incidents popping up. Unbelievable. These minor punishments haven't helped our boy mature over the years. Who'd have thunk it? Anyways, the date is June 5th. The year is 2010. Lee is 24 years of age now. Not sure if he still steals scrap metals, but he's definitely still scrappy. And still has an alcohol problem. This is a Saturday afternoon, and police are receiving reports of a young man, short in stature, stumbling along the street, carrying a baseball bat and causing a scene. Sounds like our guy Lee. When police arrive, Lee turns his anger and aggression in their direction, screaming at them, quote, I have got some mates. I will get your face smashed in. End quote. That's nice. Apparently in this scenario, Lee had been drinking for two sips. I mean, two days. And he was going to confront a guy he was beefing with. Lee admitted to possessing an offensive weapon. What was his punishment for this one? 
Surely it's going to be a little jail time. That'll smarten him up. Nope. He's given another 12-month community order. No 8 o'clock curfew attached to this one, though. And since it's summer, that's fantastic. Because he can still go out and drink with his mates. <sighs> Let's move ahead to 2012. June 25th, around 6.45 a.m. Lee is now 26 years old. And back to his same old tricks. This is a Monday morning, and the angry little dude is on a bike path holding a bladed multi-tool. It's a knife with all these different sized blades on it. Quite the weapon. And he is also intoxicated on this fine morning, of course. Great way to start off the week. We got this guy, Gary Nunn. He's a cyclist on his way to work, and he spots Lee. And at first, when he saw him from a distance, he thought it was a small child. That kind of freaked him out. But upon further inspection, he realized it was a drunken male dwarf holding a knife. That also freaked him out. And this prompted Gary to call police, and here we go again. When police arrive, Lee begins swearing and shouting at the officers. Thankfully, while one distracted him, the other was able to retrieve the blade without incident. Lee was charged with drunk and disorderly and possession of a bladed weapon. He denied the charges, and Lee didn't even bother showing up for trial this time, phoning in 15 minutes before the proceedings were set to begin. He claimed he was sick. The trial went on in his absence, he was found guilty, and get this, he received a 12-month community order with 12 months supervision. What a shocker. Not bad for threatening police with a weapon and all that. Lee also had the police called on him on August 25th that year. It was a Saturday morning at 10.55am, and his mother called them. Yes, Lee is still living with his mother. Uh, she called them because he was drunk and belligerent. When he was asked to leave, Lee swore at the officers. Thankfully, this is the end of Lee's out-of-control behavior, at least that I could find in the media. I really hope he matured in that time and changed his crazy ways. One final Google search netted me the result I was hoping not to find. I typed in Lee Calder Obituary, and boom! Unfortunately, I nailed it. I won't read the whole thing because it's personal, but basically it says that on July 25th of 2019, at the tender age of 33, our boy Lee Calder passed away unexpectedly. It's too bad. He did manage to stay out of the news from the summer of 2012 to summer of 2019. Seven years, so that's something. I really hope in that time he got his shit together and became someone his mother was proud of and didn't carry on with his life making the same mistakes over and over again, and continue being a pint-sized pest. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 74, The Pint-Sized Pest. A little dude with a bad attitude. Love it. As always, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. Oh man, I don't know if I'll be able to hit the high notes. Uh, <clears throat> this recording is killing my voice. But you know what time it is, so sing it with me, babies. Let's get criminal, criminal. I want to get criminal. Da, 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 da. Still got it. Uh, this one comes from a big fan of the show, and she says, Dear Leroy, I used to work at a Chinese restaurant. Our manager was a real dick, so one night, after work, as he slept, we covered his fucking car with baloney. The next day at work, he said, Holy shit, 
Who covered my fucking car with baloney? The end. Love always, big fan. Sorry, I added the holy shit part. It's just what I picture Asian people saying. I don't know why. I mean, no offense. Well, that one was short and sweet. Thank you, big fan. I was going to ask for more details, like what did this dickhead manager do to receive so much hate? Did you ever get caught? Did he smarten up his attitude afterwards? Then I thought, you know what? Some things are better left to our imaginations. Excuse me, that's illegal at gmail.com is the email. Hit me up with your true crime confession and you could have it played on the air. Once again, the two-year anniversary special is coming up on the 9th, so hit me up with your questions. I already have a few good ones, but, you know, bring some more to the table and I'll be happy to answer them. Um, oh yeah, join me on Patreon if you'd like for the price of a Big Mac a month. Link in show notes. That's it. And of course, as usual, I will be right back here in 10 days with another tale of softcore scumbaggery for ya. (laughs) Peace. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.